Pleased to meet you. Nice to know me. What you doing? You listening to another edition of Casio's Cut. I'm your host, Casio, of course, and I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. What's up, brother? Casio, we're here. <laughs> I've seriously, seriously, I've just got two words for you. So anyway, <laughs> okay, that's my one joke. That's it. I'm not going to be funny. I'm not going to try to be funny. You're the comedian on here. I'm, <laughs> I'm the punchline. So anyway. no, we're we're going to have a blast. Uh, we're going to catch people up. We've met before. We've interacted. We've hung out. We can do all that. One, uh, but the exciting part for you today is finally the cat's out of the bag. The promos are done. The teasers are done. The episode has dropped when anybody is listening to this. Your first episode is out of your brand new podcast with Conrad Thompson. Yes, yo, it is. And I can't wait to do this because I've done that. We, we just talking what we got rolling. I don't know. It's well over 40 interviews at this point. Uh, 42 last week, j- just that. And then the week. After. Anyway, I've done lots of interviews. And, and the one thing I said, hey, man, episodes one's drop, but, but, but let's talk about something that I didn't talk about last week. So anyways, <laughs> I've got to tell you a story on that. So you got to, if you will, look, I'm already taking over the show, but you've got to sort of bring that whole story up. So anyways, and, 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 and when we went out to dinner and, and I like, what's he talking about Conrad? And you say that anyway, I got a text this morning from a buddy of mine who watched it on ad free, who actually Opened his text with so. Anyways, it's over. I kid you not. It's already over. I, well, I just like wow. I think it's over. Hundred <laughs> percent. We got so anyways over. I like it. <laughs> yeah. now, here's the deal. Uh, we met, of course, through Conrad. Uh, yep. The first couple times, I don't know if you know the first exact time we met. Do you know? Well, you were at the uh, the King and Jr. show in Nashville. Okay, I was there, but the very first time, you don't even realize. Oh, the very boy. first time, it was very quick. Uh, so it wasn't like we had a conversation. Um, it, I ushered you in to the House of Blues in New Orleans when you sang with them at WrestleMania. Son of a gun. You sure you, did. You snuck in the back door with the fam. Yep. And nobody knew you were coming. And then you snuck on stage and started singing. Well, I'll be doggone. That's How about that. And you no, yeah, totally forgot about that. Let me ask you this: when when that, that was when late. did you know they were reviving that song? I'm sure you heard rumblings of it, but then it had to be I, I like, heard, oh wait, I, this thing. I heard a, a lot of rumblings on it, and you know, Bruce's. I mean, it's his personality. It's not his shtick. I mean, that that's that's him. You know, I mean, back then he liked it. In '95, he liked the song. <laughs> And always had fun. He did, and there. That's he's one of the guys. And there were there were a lot of folks in the dressing room back in the day. Like that song is so dead gum corny, but man, it's catchy. I can't get it out of my head. And so it had that hook all along. Um, but I, I, you know, if you're on Twitter at all, and and when it first got going, and you know, I would see this random mention. Hey. Did you hear how what Bruce said about this or about that? And then he always sang your song. And I'm like, man, he's sort of carrying this deal on. <laughs> Isn't it old by now? It's like, okay, well, this episode and then that episode and then that episode. So sort of knew the vibe was going. Um, and, and then when he asked, hey, will you do this? I'm like, 
this thing has really taken off within uh, something to wrestle. Was Orlando the first time you sang with them? Oh, yeah. That was that was y'all's first live show, I, I think. Uh, no, I was not there, but yeah, that was their first live show, and you yeah. were a surprise guest. Yeah. Did you? Was that a moment where you went, oh, "What what's happening right here? They're really singing this. We're all having fun." I I just man, Cassie, boy, you've you've come out of the gate because you you're sort of already giving it a slant that most people haven't given <laughs> a slant because you're asking me my experience on that. It, it's almost as if, you know, WrestleMania, and that's what it is around, people from all over the world. And so, you know, the Monday Night Raw after Mania is always different. It's got that different vibe and different chance. And I really was thinking, oh, that's, a, that's like a microcosm. These are really diehard fans that really know it. But then being there that night, and I'll call it the pop, so to speak. Yeah. And, and Bruce is looking at me, I'm like, Every person in, like, not just a few folks, and I know it was late and everybody was having a good time, but, like, it was like a legit encore. We're going to get into concerts probably <laughs> by the end of this show or maybe some Oak Ridge Boys chat. But but uh, I'm telling you, it was like the encore, and, and, and that was the other thing. We're going to bring you out last to do this. I'm like, you're going to bring Jeff Jarrett out last. Conrad and Bruce podcast live show anyway it was cool but yeah i you just knew i mean it it, 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 then that it kept was, getting bigger it, it wasn't fabricated i mean that was you know real good time emotion it's like a jimmy buffett sing-along it, <laughs> it is every time and then yeah. fast forward that was i think that was a year later at new orleans maybe two years but at least a year yeah no it, it was it was um God, that's a good, that, that, that would have think, been the following year. Yeah, I think it was the following year, Mania, uh, New Orleans. And then you did the surprise there, and the House of Blues was absolutely packed to the rafters. And again, Damn. biggest pop of the night. It, 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 let me correct you. Biggest pop of the day. It was during the daytime. <laughs> oh, I forgot. It was like 3 p.m. <laughs> it was like 3 p.m. And I was like, holy. And, and I saw Bradshaw who I hadn't got to see in a while. And we chatted upstairs in Briscoe. Um, yeah, no, it, it, but, but I'm like, okay. And and that's when um, Karen was like, you're, and I'm like, no, I, I, we're going to do this. They're my buddies. And she's like, you're, we're really going over here. And, and remember the streets in new Orleans and we were doing a circle and the Uber got lost and whoever's dropped me off. And I said, just let me out. I, I'll walk. The building is like right there. No, let me out. Anyway, so we finally got there. But uh, did yeah, I mean, out? did you just walk down the street? What'd you do? I finally, yeah, and Karen's same way. Like, like just Ubers, just stop. You missed it. Just let us out. We don't need to be because it was half a block. Anyway, we got there, and that was fun too, man. It was the, the and that's something that that, that live event vibe. Uh, nothing replaces it. I, I'll no. be glad when the pandemic is hopefully completely in our rearview mirror, but the, but the live event experience and and they're out there having a good time and a captured audience that's there. And we're going to, we're going to tell stories and, and gosh, Bruce and Conrad are so good. So uh, yeah. Another, we, uh, we, we then fast forward. Um, I, I can't remember if the King show uh, King and JR in Nashville, if that was before or after, I think it was before Starcast. Right? Yes. Well, gosh, I think what? so. I think so because that was a that was like a first official word we're, we're really hanging out and then Starcast that was when we did all the events together so that I, that makes sense yeah so we hung out that was a great show that was another taste where you, you 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 didn't have to get the pop there that was just a you know that was their show but you know Conrad is there and we're all hanging out at Zanies and then Starcast I mean and, again, and on that national show just sidebar yeah when. Conrad, for the first time, I don't say put the full court press, but uh, it was close. Hey, man, we could do live events. This podcasting is more than you think. And I'm an idiot. I've said it several times. I just never really connected that podcasting would be not just on-demand entertainment. And that was sort of a game changer for me when I viewed it during COVID, during the pandemic, that, okay, this is, you know, you have Netflix and Hulu and WWE Network. Oh, and there's this thing called podcasting that is actually on-demand entertainment. But Conrad, 
he he did. I'll just say this: he did a heck of a sales pitch, and I walked on him that night. <laughs> he uh, he told me on the drive up. He said, "We're going up, and Double J's Double J's coming." Oh and no! He, he there's like, no the story. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna put the press on him because I'm gonna I got to get this thing rolling." I think it would be. I mean, you've heard his field, and this is why it's happening. Uh, you have an incredible story, uh, unlike anybody else's. You have uh, your own viewpoint. You have your own experiences, and. And so he, you know, he's had that vision for a while. And you know, Conrad, now when he gets something in his mind, it's going to happen. We're going to figure out how to make it happen. I love it. That's uh, it's persistence. That's pers- persever- perseverance. That's vision. That's stubbornness. All great traits. <laughs> uh, uh, we got to do, uh, and this is a, you know, this is a, I just realized this thinking about StarCast, but um, we got to do a very awesome m- memory now is, uh, we did the karaoke at Starcast, and uh, you know we we had Bruce on stage, and we that was Pat Patterson basically took over that show, and just just absolutely an incredible night when I look back on it. Wow, Cassio, and see, um, get ready for today. Sit down. I, I've had a a, a busy uh, last couple hours, so I, I didn't do much prep. But as you bring that up, if I would have had to have thought that was. Uh, that just happened, and now that we look back on it, what a moment! Incredible. I mean, I yeah, mean, it's, it seemed like a, um, you know, it was just a fun late night event. We got to we we got to do a show at Starcast. Let's just do something. Let's have fun with karaoke. And now, uh, especially unfortunately with the passing of Pat, I look back at that footage and pictures, and you think, man, that that was really a pretty epic little event that night for the people it, that were there. And somewhat spontaneous because there were fans, different fans. Came. I mean, we, we were just having cut. We were up. just winging it. <laughs> well, and, and that's what you do. I mean, seriously, stand up, uh, improv. Let's just have a little fun. Let's make Bruce look like an idiot. Let's make Jeff look <laughs> like an idiot. Let's make this guy who's a StarCast fan who spent a lot of money. We're going to make him look like an idiot. Right. Everybody looks like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, that's your job. <laughs> but anyway, it was fun. It was. We all had a fun, but uh, I had a good time. But yeah, Pat uh, cranked it up, and uh, yeah, he tore it down. That, was that, that, was, go that ahead. was a moment, without question. Yeah, it was a great. That was a great deal. So we 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 were hanging out there, and then fast forward. I guess you kind of touched on it during COVID. What what made you go? Hey, then now is the time. Now is the time to hook up with Conrad because I know he'd never quit putting the press on you. He didn't. And, um, you know, uh, people since we launched and you're looking at three belts behind me, but I've got a few more belts. And so me and Conrad have had different conversations and I kind of think that was always like his icebreaker to talk belts. Look, I'm a wrestling fan, uh, bigger <laughs> wrestling fan than Conrad. I was, I, I, I was a wrestling fan obviously before I promoted or wrestled. Um, and and that's something that listening to Conrad, I was never have to be sold on on, on Conrad and and just sort of the the I love the format from the beginning. When, in 2017, when Bruce came to work for me, um, back at Impact at that time, um, you know I, we had some and Bruce soft sold me, but I was just like that's really cool that format. It's not guest driven. You're taking an event. Everything that, that the whole world knows. I like that. But I still didn't really look at it as a uh, as a business model. But during the pandemic, Cassio, I'm a basketball fan. I'm a basketball junkie. And specifically, I love the Bulls run of the 90s of Michael Jordan. But last year, when I watched the documentary, The Last Dance, awesome. and sat down, I could not wait for episode two and three. And to see Jordan with that laptop and see a scene, and then all of a sudden, come up and the camera would be on him and they'd lay out it was quiet and you could you could just feel him thinking i'm like that gum this is compelling and this is the same thing this stuff happened 20 years ago and and jordan has gone on to do this and that and his brand and all just all the everything go with it but they just basically retold the story of his championship run in about a six eight ten year window and uh the month of april just last month I celebrated my 35th year in the business. So thinking about the on-demand entertainment and Conrad's format and watching the last dance, 
And then the new year rolled around and just looking at the landscape of everything. And it goes without saying the business model that's been built, you know, the ad free team is, is deep. The roster is super deep. Yes. On air, Bruce, Jr. Tony, uh, Kurt, uh, I mean, I'm going to, Eric, I'm going to fit, forget, but the entire, or, you know, I, I rounded out. I'm number seven, but looking at it that way, but then the, 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 the staff, the Daves and just uh, not to go through the whole thing. You, I mean, just the whole ad-free team, the business model, and then Cumulus. You're in the radio world. You, you know how, I mean, it's Cumulus and our heart. And then the other, I'll call them the mom and pops, the independent guys. Right. But, but Cumulus and our heart are the big boys in, in the distribution and how they've shifted. And then you talk about the, the A-list sponsors that come in. I'm like, this is a real not just business. I mean, it's a real platform that can be built. And, you know, I launched the website, realjeffjarrett.com as a part of it. I've always been Twitter and Instagram, and that's how I'll read my news and sports and all that kind of stuff. And obviously the wrestling world, but looking at it um, from a business perspective, it was like, man, the time is right. It, it really is. And when you look at the streaming numbers, I mean, WWE is the simplest analogy to, to a wrestling audience. When the WWE network is bought, quote unquote, or, or licensed for the next five years at 200 north of 200 million a year, that's <laughs> right. all in, in demand with the, the with the obviously the mania and, and all those special events. It's uh, that's where entertainment's migrating. So when I took off my old school, I call it the radio um, hat and 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 segued into the on demand mindset. And, and everything that can come out of it. And, you know, we're doing our first live show. It would have never happened had Eric not had his double book situation. But, you know, me and Conrad are going to Baltimore in, in uh, Saturday, June 12th for our first live event. So for us to be doing live events already and, and the podcast, and I'm doing extra, uh, you know, appearances on ad free, it's a business model. So that's in and of itself, me and you love to hear our gums flap, but I, yeah. we we're not going to do it unless it's it, it's got a platform. It was the perfect storm, basically. Yes, without question. It was just every. It started just piling on top of each other till it was ready to go. And when Conrad, it goes without saying, his persistence and track record, and um, just looks, you know, o- over time, I, I I changed my perspective. And again, the aha moment for me was watching Jordan the Last Dance, without question, because I just watched it and I go. I'm riveted by this. I mean, I, I mean, it was like, wow, this is, but then I translated it as this is Conrad's format. You've, you've got the first one out. If you're, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this first episode is out. I haven't talked to you since you recorded the first episode. How was it? Did it, was it more than you thought? Was it exactly what you expected? How was it? No, you know, I've got mixed emotions because um, on the one hand, Jeff, just get behind the microphone and that's the story. You know, right. here's what happened. I've lived all this. So obviously none of it's new news to me. I, you don't have to prep and have to think this, like you got to get ready for a match or a promo or a TV show or whatever it may be. It's like, Hey, this is my history. But on the other hand, I, I, I'm, I've always been my own worst critic and look, it's gotta be entertaining. It's gotta be compelling, but that's Conrad's job. So talk about really it being a, a, a layup, just sit down and <laughs> turn on the lights and make sure the belts are, <laughs> are, are centered up, but no, it, it's super simple. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. It, it really was a lot of fun. What was, I, I tell you, the, if you ask me, uh, like what surprised me out of the whole deal, yeah. is that the research that, that Conrad and his team that go into it and the quotes that were dug up from you know 20 years ago and people, you know, the episode, the people that may or may not know uh, that listen to this, it was about the, the night, quote unquote, I held up Vince McMahon, the night I wrestled China and, and the backstage uh, story that went into it. But the account that had been in um, Bob Holly's book, um, Dave Meltzer's reporting. Um, I'm trying, I'm leaving somebody else, but all the different things, but, but, but people who were there and people who were not there, how inaccurate, I guess, so to speak, 
that they had the story. And so sort of that smacking me in the face saying, you know, and Conrad said it from the very top when, when we started, I've never done shoot interviews. I've just never really had an interest. Uh, Michael Bacciccio at High Spots years ago presented me a great financial offer and a plan and a strategy. And it was going to be a 10, uh, 10 DVD series chronological through my career. And he reminded me the other night, we never did get to do that, but, but, um, but, but, but Conrad sitting down and, and ha- having the research and going through that, it's, I came out of it going, wow, th- there's, there's a, a, a lot of, a lot of stories behind the story that I believe in a lot of ways, people are going to go, Oh, that makes sense. That connects the dots. Um, right. Oh, that, okay. Now I understand this, this, and this, but I had no clue. So um, I, I, I'm, I'm excited about it to, to, cause man, that's, that's just one story out of the last 35 years. That's why everybody's excited. I mean, you've got, you've got that perspective. We, we haven't heard uh, from all these and it's your perspective, perspective, the person who was involved. So yeah. I think that's why wrestling fans and even non-wrestling fans, just the, to learn the business and hear what goes on and just a personal experience of your life um, is going to be fascinating for everybody to watch. Now I'm excited because you saw on my Twitter that I am hoping to get the Oak Ridge boys on my show. Mm. And you said, right when we clicked up, you said, Hey, I don't know if you know this, but I've got, I know all the Oak Ridge boys. So the, uh, I, I'm, uh, you know, my home is in Hendersonville, Tennessee. Um, the Oaks live, live out, uh, specifically Sturban and, and William Lee, William Lee Golden, Richard Sturban. Uh, so any of you Oakers fans, but, um, William Lee has two sons, Chris and Rusty and Chris's son, Elijah. So it's William Lee's grandson. Okay. Been in school with my kids, literally from, um, kindergarten all the way up. Incredibly musicians. Elijah can sing, he can play. So, Rusty and Chris, sons of William Lee, incredibly musicians, but I've known them for 25 years and a little six degrees of, uh, real Jeff Jarrett. Okay. You know, who introduced me, (laughs) do you know who remember the band Sawyer Brown? Yeah. Okay. Sawyer Brown, Bobby Randall, Sawyer Brown, Mark Miller. The, the guy, Bobby and Mark started it. And then Mark basically, however it is, he, he, he ran Sawyer Brown and still does to this day. But back in the day, it was Bobby and, and, and Mark. So Mark did all the original music for TNA and, and a guy who worked for him named Dale Oliver came on to do this. So, so that's one sort of component. But the reason of connecting to the uh, Oak Ridge boys is that Chris and Rusty, specifically Rusty, guess who, guess what Alabama native they introduced me to? Who? Richard Scrooge. Really? <laughs> that Try is a big, that's size. a big old chain in the link right there. Try that on for size. It didn't to tie it all around you. Hey, folks, well, the people who just listened to this, I wish you had video that I <laughs> Casio, his, his jaw just dropped. Yeah. Conrad hears that. He's going to go, what? Because Richard Scrucci was in the country music business. If you don't know, well, if you don't know <laughs> Jeff Jarrett's story, you'll, you'll know to find out, just Google it. That is, that is one piece. I'm sure y'all covered, you know, that you got to cover well, but, it, at some point. Yeah. We, we don't have time to do that here, but. If if you know the Jeff Jarrett story, uh, you will you will realize how big of a piece of the story that is. That's that's wild. Is that not bizarre? And 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 like going up uh, the elementary school is like quarter of a mile from my house, and we would go up to Christmas program, Thanksgiving program, whatever it is, just with kids up there. And I, that's where I always see Chris because his son Elijah. So the Goldens have been around. Richard Sturban and me go to the same chiropractor. Um, it's, uh, it's all one big family up here, Cassio. It's all, well, if I, if I get them on the show, I'm going to be a Mark and tell them that, that my family used to put my grandfather would take me to his local bar in Florida and he would set me up on the bar at three years old and I would sing Elvira. And so he could get free beer. 
Can you do a little oom pump a loom pump? Oom a mile mile giddy up. I'm gonna be a mark if I get him on the show. It's gonna be awkward for everybody watching. I'm gonna be that guy. You yeah, remember Chris Farley interviews when he did them on Saturday Night Live? Love it. That's how Love it's gonna be. That's gonna be you. You remember when y'all sang Elvira? That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you just call them the boys. You're hey, like so you good. Would you you, you got to say you got to say Richard. You'll hear me sing. Hey, <laughs> I'm gonna get intimidated uh, with my beard. But, you know, and the people who don't really, uh, if you're a wrestling fan out there, I'm gonna go out on a limb say Oak Ridge Boys at the top of your mind. But this is a legendary country music group that Incredible. has toured. Now, here's what's crazy. They've toured since, I mean, they're their original gospel group. And right. so you look, I mean, you when I say on top, now not not pop, but but in their genre. And they still tour to this day with Rusty and Chris. I mean, it, it it's if you don't know them, that's okay. But but I'm telling you, in their profession, they have been main eventers for 50 years. Is is uh his sons are they in the band with Yeah, that they're, they're the yes. They, to my knowledge, and I look, if somebody's listening to this expert, but Chris and Rusty basically are the Oak Ridge Boys band. Well, you know, they don't play everything, but they're a big part of it. And I, I'm not sure if Rusty still does it, but I'm pretty sure Chris still out touring. Yeah. I saw him at, um, at the, uh, you know, the, um, what do we call it? The big hotel up there. Uh, Opryland Hotel? Opryland. They did the Christmas show. They did the Christmas show. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I, I, I yeah. went and saw him, so I, I, I imagine that was him. I didn't realize that was his son playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty incredible. Yep. The Oak Ridge Great. Boys, full circle. Yeah, <laughs> how about that, Casio? See? Oof. Somewhere or another, I will always track back to your in your headspace. Like, that's damn Jeff Jarrett. I know. I, know. I, I can't, can't, I can't wait that. next time we sit down. I'm, I need some, I got a lot of stories I need to ask. <laughs> Good stuff. All right. Uh, I don't even know where to go. You got my head Look, when you when we get done recording, you're going to text Conrad. Conrad, you won't believe it. <laughs> I got something that you don't know. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I can't wait for that. That's pretty amazing. At StarCast, did you line up the other comedians? No. I mean, we all, we all, you know, had a... I did all that. Funches and... and well, you just, you know, being in the business, you figure out who's, uh, you know, which comics are wrestling fans. They yeah. start, they start sneaking out feelers. Cause uh, no, yeah. It, we all come out of the closet. Look. Yeah. For, you know, for I, a while, I, there's a time I, in your life. Well, not for you. You're, you're 35 years, but for a time in our lives, you know, I think everybody or a lot of us go through wrestling. Isn't cool. Oh yeah. On the outside. Sure. And so you got to grow up and then it, you know, the older you get, the more comfortable in your skin you get. You, especially being an entertainer or a comedian. I mean, if you could throw in a wrestling punchline, that you find other wrestling fans and the whole deal. So, so let me ask you though, but who lined those up? Was that Conrad? No. Who who lined up the comedians to be at Starcast? I mean, he re- yeah, he reached out. Bruce Pritchard. So, yes, he he reached out, and it was a spitball of, "Hey guys, who do we know? Who what comics do we know are wrestling fans?" And then let's start putting feelers out and see. And then some of those, you know, Shuley uh, and and those people kind of go, oh, well, if you're looking for wrestling comics, I know this guy's a wrestling fan. And then it kind of just snowballed. So it just sort of dominoed into that. Yeah. And um, and I thought, I mean, there's such an eclectic, you saw them at that roast, such a different group of comedians, which tells you it's kind of a good sample of wrestling fans. But, you know, they all came and. And that's the good part, as you could tell. That's the good part about them is they are wrestling fans. So it wasn't like a generic roast; it was actual wrestling oh, nerdum great. roast lines. But the only people that watch wrestling are the masses. It's like <laughs> we, we 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 all we do. We all come from walks of life. Walks of life diversified. I mean, across the board. It's is that it's your a, is that the only roast you've been in? Yeah. How was that? I that, see it. Again, again, we're sort of tied back to the My World podcast and my perspective. I've, 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 at a very early age, I got to sort of understand human psychology and nature, and and I don't want to say thick skin versus thin skin, but it, 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 
I mean, I'm talking about as a teenager and, and different things. And look, I would be, uh, you know, uh, coming in the back door as a 14, 15 year old kid, so to speak. Hey, Jeff Jarrett. Hey, blah, 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 blah. You know, never had a match, never sold a bag of popcorn. You know, all this. will you come sign this? I'm thinking, the hell am I doing? Sign? I mean, what are you, my teacher? I got to sign a paper. You know, I didn't understand the whole autograph thing, but I mean, yeah. not yet, but I'm still like this. But then you get in there and I'm refereeing that night, you know, uh, so 17, 18. So I become a referee or whatever it is. And the same people out in the parking lot who want my autograph or be nice to me, they're like dog cussing me <laughs> in, in the ring for, for whatever it may be. And I was just standing there as a referee, ah, what, you know, whatever it is. So th- the nature of crowds and what people will say, that's another thing, you know, back in the day, you probably can relate to this. I'm sure you can. If you can turn the lights out and just the lights on the, 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 you know, the stage or, or, or the ring and you got it dark out, the energy goes up because people will be uninhibited, say yeah. different things. Obviously, you get the alcohol flowing in a crowd. It, it's it's it gets a little louder. If it gets too late, uh, then it turns into the Philadelphia Eagles uh, end zone. Uh, but you know, it, it gets out of hand. Same with wrestling in Mexico. Um, I mean, literally, I could have the exact same match in Memphis, Tennessee, in Nashville, Tennessee, in Louisville, ten- uh, Louisville, Kentucky, and Evansville, Indiana. Basically, the same match. Basically, the same opponents. Basically, the same. Um, vibe of everything, and the, obviously the the television show was exactly the same in each market, but the the crowd of people would respond differently. So I guess I'm saying the human psychology uh, of it all, um, learning that uh, differently, and and the reaction. So the roast, I'm I'm tying it back. I'm going a long way around. I like it. Long winded, um, but but you know, being a part of that roast, and it's it's it's. Because the zingers and the one-liners, I'd love to get in your brain or a comedian's brain, uh, just uh, as if you're not a comedian. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people brain. would agree with you there. I'd love to get in your brain or, or a comedian's brain. Or, but, an, or a real comedian. But anyway, but uh, to understand the, the 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 cadence and the delivery of the roast and, and you know, Bruce, and we were there about it. And just, I loved it. I was fascinated I guess you could say is delivery and look, um, that, that, you know, the, not everybody can go on first, not everybody can go on last. And as the comedian, I'm not sure I'd want to go on last, but I'd love to pick your brain on that because I mean, are you getting somebody pops and punches out of them? Get on early, get the pops out of them, get all the good zingers in, go for the jugular. It's like, did y'all go backstage and rehearse this and say, Hey, save me some here and save me some there. Hey, <laughs> No Canadian destroyers in the first, uh, you know what I'm saying? The delivery roast was fascinating to me. And I don't care if I was a punchline or not. I mean, the roast, uh, a roast in general is it's a, as you know, it's a, it's a totally different ball game than just doing a comedy show. One, mm-hmm. somebody has to be fodder. Somebody you're, you know, usually at a comic for, for, for shooting. <laughs> Cause you, I mean, but I say I'm not, I don't, I don't have a good personality for, I mean, I can roast people, but I want to do it behind their back <laughs> or not face to face. I mean, the last one I did was at Jimmy's and we, we did a roast for Shivani for his birthday, but you know, Jr. was there and Bischoff's there. And for me, like making fun of them five years ago or, you know, bringing up something like that was easy. Now I've met these gentlemen. I've interacted with them. I've had a beer with them, and then it was like, wait, this not not we're we're not busting balls sitting in the basement. We're I'm on a hot mic in front of strangers. <laughs> uh, so it's it to me it's really uncomfortable. It's not my cup of tea. Uh, it just yeah, it's just but you have to have that cutthroat. The people like Mike Lawrence and Dan Saint Germain and uh, people like that. You know, like Shuley. Uh, was there and he decided to wear a lucha mask because uh, he was like, I know after the roast, I don't want any of the guys that I make fun of to recognize who I am. <laughs> and he, he's like, I still think Jeff, he still tells me, 
I think Jeff Jarrett's got heat with me because I, I zinged him pretty good. And I he was like, I, it was it was a time where I'm like, maybe that was over the line. I mean, I'm going to beat his ass when I ever see him, but I'm not <laughs> I'm not mad at him. I mean, I literally, I'm not mad at him. Look, I'm like, I'm going to say, look, you did what you have to do. I'll do what I have to do. But it's all a part of work, right? I mean, what's the big deal, Julie? I mean, you, you're going to decide how stiff it lands. That's up to you, but I mean, it's coming. I mean, and, and he had the same prerogative. He got to make the decision how stiff he want to be. So don't, I mean, turnabout's fair play. He roasted, he gets a receipt. That's how it works. It's not even a receipt. It's just doing my line of work. <laughs> no, but but I guess legit Shuley was like he nervous. I mean he likes to roast, but I don't I don't think he is in the uh you know he I don't think he's in that hardcore roast mentality as well. He can roast. Sort of like you that that, that yeah. yeah, I got you. I can get I mean I can write the roast things. It's just a different thing when you're face to face. You know, not he, he, you know, he had no interaction with you ever in his life. And now That's not only am I doing this joke about Jeff Jarrett, but Jeff Jarrett's sitting right there next to me. So it's a, you know, and these are, you know, all of us wrestling fans, you know, you guys on the, on the, the dais or on the, up there on the stage, you know, we grew up uh, watching you. So the, that was a, that was a crossing the curtain moment where, yeah. oh, well, this is real. That's great. Good stuff, though. That was fun. It was fun. All right, we're gonna we're gonna do the countdown. We're gonna get into the countdown because I think you're gonna have fun with this. So already a long-winded individual. Is that what? No, you're- this is awesome. I I know this is a busy day for you. This is debut day, so I don't want to keep you up. We're gonna do ten questions. I ask everybody ten questions. Generally, ninety-nine percent of them they're the same. So we're gonna we're gonna run through most of these. Can't wait to get your opinion on them. Number ten. So what's that? These ten are going to be asked to Richard Sturban, these exact same team questions. If they come on, yeah. But that's what I'm saying is the, 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 but it, all of your guests get these same questions. Well, I had to, I had to alter one for you because uh, we'll get to it. One of the questions is Roll with it. We'll, we'll get to it. Yeah, uh, so we're 10 to one. We count backwards to count down. You can be as long and detailed as you want, or you can just run through. Who's over your left shoulder besides Superman this way. Uh, I would, I'd like for you to say your other left, your okay, this, left shoulder. You, you know who this is? I said your left shoulder. Not your right. Yeah. Who's that? Mance Warner. Got it. Yeah. Have you had interactions with Mance? I have not, but now I know you talk, but I'm like, who's that? Man, y'all, y'all, y'all would be great to sit down and talk to. That That's a guy you need to meet. I'll give him the rub. Yeah. Well, him I mean, he, he, <laughs> he, <laughs> He's going to love that. Good. He'll love everybody. And then you know this guy. Oh, just hung up with the phone with him about 20 minutes ago. Mr. Dirty Dave Silva. What else can you see back there? You got good eyesight. Well, how about that? Isn't Lasix great? What about this guy? You know this poster. Flair, Harley. Starcade Star- 83. 83, yep. Signed by Flair and Mr. Uh, Mr. Crockett himself. I, I like my belts better than your belt, but let's roll. Yeah. Number ten. Yeah, you're, yeah, this is the this is the mashed potato belt right there. The million million mashed million tater belt right there. I turn yeah. it upside down. It's the Matt Mitchell belt. You got real belts. Um, there you go. You'll love you'll love this line. I've said it before. Uh, if anybody yeah, watched, have you seen this, Cassia? What do you got? You already got your own cups. Day one. <laughs> How about that? You got your own tumbler cups. Where can they get the cup? Where is it? Boxofgimmicks.com. Listen, just go to realjeffjarrett.com. It'll take you everywhere. You can subscribe to my podcast, merch, all the latest breaking news, all kinds of stuff. See, getting your promotion background with Conrad's promotion background, this this is going to be trouble for everybody. Save with doublej.com. All right, let's go. And I'm let's not go. Let's go to number 10. <laughs> Boy, you'll love the story. I want to tell you the story. My at Starcast, the very first Starcast. My wife is, of course, like most wives, no interest in wrestling, has no concept of what's happening. Smart lady. And, and so, yeah. And so we go to the main room at the first Starcast where everybody's got their tables and gimmicks set up doing signings and the fans are walking around. 
And my, my beautiful wife says, Hey, uh, am I, am I supposed to know these people? And I was like, you, you mean the people at the table? And she goes, no, no, no. All these people walking around. And I said, what are you, what are you talking about? The people at the table are the stars. That's why you're paying. People are paying to get their autograph or a picture. And she goes, no, no, but all these people, they have, they have belts. Are they all champions? <laughs> and I, and she was dead serious. And I said, what are you? She goes, look at that guy. He's got a belt over his shoulder. And she goes, what is he the champion of? And I was like, you know what? There's not going to be a way to explain it where it makes sense to you. So I'm At just going <laughs> like, like, even if I tell you the exact reason they're doing it, it's still not going to click on you. And, and maybe this, I'll come back on in a couple of months and we'll do a recap. I've got to tell you some stories like this. In India, Yeah, when I went over there the first time, 2011, we produced TV over there. It was obviously, I mean, definitely. Now we're talking 10 years ago. I mean, a yes, WWE had been in the market for years and years and years, but not as mainstream as you, you would think. So we're producing a TV show. And night one, they actually had paid quote unquote extras that, that were coming in and had, you know, to, tr it's like, can you describe how does barbecue chicken taste? Right. I okay. don't know. It just tastes like that. <laughs> it tastes like barbecue chicken. I mean, right. okay. So we're going to tell you what to do. And they came to me to get me to prep the crowd. And I look to how to react to how to react. No, that's not what it is. So I said, and, and look, here's, here's another thing. And a lot of people used to think, ah, oh, what? And TNA, the original, and I'm talking about when we went to Orlando, we had, you know, two different, uh, you come out of, you know, so you got a heel curtain and a baby face curtain, right? People come out of this door, you boo people come out of this door, you cheer. Well, you didn't have that. So, so having this discussion with this announcer, who's then got to go out and speak in his native language and tell his crowd how oh. to cheer and boo and cheer and boo. Cassio, it, I wish I, and I've said it, I, while I was having the conversation, Abyss was there. I looked around and, and, and Dutch and I said, okay, this is candid camera. I, I know <laughs> I, I'm I'm having to have this conversation with a guy on how to tell these people to respond. Do you want to know? What yes, it saved the day, but what is the magical thing? What? Outside the arena. Now we've got in Pune is the studio. Oh gosh, maybe twelve to fifteen hundred fans around that. I, I may be on both sides. Anyway, let's just say a thousand fans. So people in Pune, which is about uh three hours north of Mumbai, but anyway, there's population cheats over there. There was a group of wrestling fans that heard about it that showed up, but couldn't get inside, could not get inside because the paid extras and this is that, and you know, the, the extras and how they look and it just right. the, it was, quote unquote, this is how they wanted it is. And I said, no, 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 oh, hold on. You can get those real fans, get them in here. Matter of fact, you evenly disperse them to the crowd and right. you watch them respond. And we don't have to worry about anything else. They did it show is magical and the, the the extras will know what to do just based on the real wrestling thing. that's simple did you tell them to boo you or cheer you over there yeah as a heel as a heel <laughs> casio you said we were out here in 16 minutes it's out i'm kidding i'm kidding with you well, look, I gotta, look you got so much to fun. do this is fun this is easy this is why your podcast is gonna be so good it's easy you Damn. got so many stories yeah. that Damn it. are, are going to click. <laughs> All right, here we go. We got to do 10. Yeah, we hadn't even started yet. No, we hadn't even, we've tried to start for 10. All right, here we go. <laughs> oh, 10, name something that's a perfect 10 in your life. Oh, speaking of 10. Okay. Um, yeah, they're all, they're all tied into the number. You'll, you'll figure that out. That's the gimmick. I'm slow. Um. Why didn't you send these to me earlier so I could prep? Gosh, I, uh, na name something that's a 10 in my life. Perfect 10. You wouldn't change it for anything. You got it like you like it. Come the, on. The first two hours of my day. Really? I, 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 off the top of my head, I'm just sitting there. Uh, I'll, I'll Full disclosure, he did send them to me about an hour ago. He lied and said he'd send them to me last night. 
But my morning routine, which ties into this, I, I, I get up and yeah, I, I have a set routine that really has has fundamentally radically changed my life in a lot of ways to get serious here for a minute. But yeah, my morning routine is is a real reset. And I've been on, I've I've traveled, you know, WWE with the family, whatever. But the first two hours of my day are mine. And that really sets my mind right. It, being at your house, of course, we, we, you know, full disclosure, we came up to help get this thing started and, and set your stuff up. Um, you, you got, you're very organized. You've got the things planned out. Like I was jealous. I was like my life, if you peeked into my life, it would be chaos. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, it would melt your brain. I've been there, my friend. Trust me. I have been there. Is that a new thing in your life? Four years, uh, three and a half, four years. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always had a little tidbits of OCD, but I've also been a workout guy that I never miss workouts. I've had, um, I know this may sound random, but when I would pack my wrestling bag and I'm talking about when I first got in Memphis for seven years, I could pick up my bag and know if I forgot something. Boots, tight knee pads. Yeah, that's a true story. You, I could ask, like, go pack that bag and take something out. I'll tell you if it's got too much or too little. So I'm, I'm, I know I'm I like when I go on the road, I know my suitcases, I know my bags, my briefcase, I, I, all, all that. So I've always had bits and pieces of structure and that kind of stuff. I drive Karen uh, absolutely nuts. She's got her sink and her side of the bathroom. <laughs> I've got mine and her side of the bathroom and she'll leave something on it. I'm like, Get it away. Mm. Get it back on yours. But anyway, <laughs> no, but but back to uh, the, the the structure of my mornings um, really uh, has afforded me uh, focus, and and I never really had that. All right, I was all number, over. Number nine. How much can you bench? Oh my gosh! I'm just kidding. I'm God, I never oh ask anybody that. <laughs> the hell. Number nine, nine is a German word for no. Which, which something you wish was no more? You could write it off. You could. You, this could be big, like world stuff. This could be, hey, I don't like Twitter trolls. Big, small, whatever. Name something you wish. I wish I'd get rid of that. That's just unnecessary. Well, in 2021, I'll just try to make it relevant. This isn't the, I mean, there's a lot of things, but, but I would love for if something's going wrong in my life or anybody's life, if, if you've got something going on, don't point fingers first, point back at yourself and say, how can I change? What can I do? What's my responsibility in this situation? I feel in 2021, everybody wants to point fingers at everybody. And I'm talking about both sides. If you're talking political, I'm talking about in school, in work, in, in life, everybody wants to point the finger at everybody. And I've tried to make a real conscious effort. All right, what's my role in this and what can I change it? So um, if I could know, it would, hey, hey, folks, quit pointing fingers. Look at yourself. No more finger pointing. Including myself. All right. Number eight, when you die, what do you want to be the last thing you ate? So what's your last meal when you go out? Now you can mix and match. When I when I sort of skim down through that, I go, okay, all right, last meal. That that really is like taking the gloves off. When I when let me I really- tell you, I've ate with you. You can eat. <laughs> you surprised me. Oh man, you were at a table full of fat guys, me, Dave Silva, and Connor and Thompson, and you out ate us. And I was like, we well, got in the car and was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't wait to hear what your meal is. I want appetizers. You can you can go home cooking from somewhere. You can go restaurants if you want. This is the perfect meal. I right, just started right off with two dozen oysters uh, uh, raw from anywhere. Doesn't matter. Raw oysters. Uh, uh, I was going to say our neck of the woods, but uh, Destin, Fort Walton. Okay. Uh, uh, send, they've, they've always got great oysters. Golf oysters. I, yeah, golf oysters. Um, so I go with the oysters. Are I, you horseradish, hot sauce, cracker, the whole deal? Absolutely. I mean, plenty of horse sauce. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, a gigantic plate of sashimi and one roll. So I don't, not too much rice, but I'll do one, you know, whether it's rainbow or dynamite or you name it, a little spicy meat on top. But, but anyway, so I'd, I'd get into that. Then I would uh, 
take a big strawberry walnut salad. I, I, I love a, a, a big, nice green salad. Is that homemade from somewhere? Or is it, do you got uh, one in they, mind? They have them at different places. It's a okay. vin- like a raspberry vinegar with walnuts and strawberries and that kind of um, shredded turkey. And I'm not talking about slice. I'm talking about sh- you do like shreds of turkey, <laughs> not too much. So we'll just say, I won't get too descriptive here. But This big- is the most serious you've been this entire podcast. I love <laughs> I, I, but I love a good meal. I mean. I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We, now we're shredding the turkey. We got the raspberry vinaigrette. This is all—it's like porn right now. This is what this is. <laughs> all right. <laughs> what is wrong with me? I, I think I'm interviewed out. <laughs> no, you were good. This is awesome. All right. So we got the now we got uh, the salad. Yeah, and then it, 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 this may or may not be born, but a fillet, medium rare. I mean, a big one too. Um, and then I also want. Um, uh, this is where I get crazy. Um, if this is my last meal, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's no repercussions. I love veal, veal okay. marsala, and then I'd also probably I'd go with the lobster tail, a nice okay. lobster tail. Add that on for two bucks, standard. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the add on it out back, yeah. uh, and then uh, butter and sour cream baked potato. I'd probably take as a veggie. I'm probably going to go uh, cream spinach. I mean, you don't have to. It's your last meal. You don't have to. Get don't it. tell me what I can or can't. I, I know what I'm eating here on this last supper. Um, unsweet tea to drink, by the way. I love okay. unsweet tea, but it's not too filling. Sweet tea kills your appetite. I don't know why folks don't get that. If you're going to have a good meal, no sweet drinks. Back in the day, anyway. Anyway, so that. And then, um, man, for the go home, you know. And I would really be picky about this if I, I feel like I said, I, I, I want nana pudding and it better be like right out of the oven. Are you like it hot? Uh, warm, not hot. No. Um, banana pudding. Yeah, don't shake your head. It's my box cold. Oh, oh, God, that's generic. Yeah. yeah okay. Huh? Go stand in the school cafeteria line and have your simple banana pudding that's right out of a bucket of a 20 gallon <laughs> bucket too. And then, then very, this is too sweet. So I'll save this till the very end is a small piece of pecan pie hot with yeah. ice, vanilla ice cream. It, but oh. too much of that. It just, it's, it's too much. Well, I mean, you're going out. It's your last meal. You can eat all you want. Yeah. And then I want a uh, doggy bag with whatever's left on the table. You noticed how, uh, full disclosure, when we had that meal <laughs> that like Conrad ordered four appetizers yeah. and I'm like, Hey, there's uh two shrimp left. Y'all don't want this here as I'm taking it. I don't know what it is. Uh, I love appetizers. So I know you're it's, crushing. Uh, we go to Buffalo wild wings as a family. And I kid you not, we all eat and everything. We got nachos like an hour before this. <laughs> if there's any nachos left, I go back <laughs> <laughs> oh man! No, I saw that you're my spirit animal when I saw you cleaning up appetizers. <laughs> Seven. That was, a, that, was, that was a power move. Look at you moving on. <laughs> Number seven. Uh, what? When you were seven years old, what do you want to be when you grew up? Wow. Oh man. Um, when I was seven, was it already wrestler? I loved it, but I was. If you're, if we're talking the age of seven. Yeah, I love basketball. For whatever reason, that round ball, and uh, my mom used to tell me, and then I can have memories on that. I mean, I'd get out in the backyard and and literally shoot until it was dark and then go flip on the eve lights and shoot out there. Hey, you got to come in. Okay, Barry. I mean, I was a basketball. So you played in was, school? Yeah, I played one year of college ball. And then yeah. – Wrestling took over or injury? Yeah, or? Well, I mean, all through my high school years and even in my junior high, I'd gone to shows with my grandmother and my dad and helped promote and all that. So I was always around it, uh, you know, from my middle yeah. school years on up. Um, but yeah, after uh, when I got and played one year college ball, I realized that I don't think this is going to be my <laughs> vocation. <laughs> I'm going to have a, a lifelong career. And I love I see the end of this road. I see the end of it. I might want to go ahead and turn around and go down there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Number six, how do you want to end up six feet under? How do you want to die? Oh, man. 
Uh, Peaceful in your sleep, bungee jumping accident. What are you thinking? Oh, um, a buddy of mine a couple of years ago, and I won't get emotional, but we became real good friends. He literally, this is where it sort of relates. He took me to the airport, didn't have to, you know, but he's like, Hey, I'll take you to the airport on Sunday morning. Uh, this is in, um, 2019 end of summer, 2019, he came back, got me, we cut up all the way to the airport. Like me and you do. I mean, we're just laughing, cutting up. He came home, talked to his wife, talked to his two kids, uh, got on the computer, had a little fun. Uh, he was an eBay guy, went over and sat in his lazy boy chair, laid back in it, fell asleep, never woke up. A pretty peaceful way to go. But, but I think yeah. if you're asking me, uh, for, for Cassio's cut, I think I'd like to be on a big yacht and go out sailing. And to me, I, I, as you know, out behind those windows right there uh, is Old Hickory Lake. I love the water. Have always learned to love the water. I think it's very peaceful. And it's it during the craziness of my times. It's always centered me. So be out on a big yacht and just be cruising along. Fall asleep. Never wake up. Take a nap on the boat. I like it. Be where you want to be. Yep. Five, five finger discount. What's the last thing you stole? That, that, now I saw that. And I just popped up thinking, uh, I mean, I've, here's my decrepit brain. Uh, probably uh, BS, which is before sobriety, probably a, a, a drink. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I really couldn't think of what is, I mean, probably a drink. Okay. Four, Mount Rushmore of Little Debbie's. Top four Little Debbie's. So does it have to be Little Debbie's? Or you just talk about like. Uh, does... I want to try to keep it concentrated. If you can't fill it up, I mean, there's plenty of people that venture like outside. I was a zinger guy growing up, and you I'm trying, zingers. You know what a zinger is? A little. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're snack cake family. Yeah. So we trying to stay in the. Give me the options. I love moon pies. Not Little Debbie. Okay, give me the Debbie's. So you the, might need you might need a snack cake, Mount Rushmore. I don't eat sweets and yeah. haven't eaten sweets for thirty years. So you can't even remember eating a little Debbie. No, I was not. I, I really wasn't. Oh, oatmeal cream pie. Love them. <laughs> Nutty buddy. Nah, not really. Uh, Swiss cake roll. Nope. Donut sticks. Nope. Star crunch. Nope. Cosmic brownies. Nope. So you're you're uh, uh, fudge round. Nope. Christmas tree cake. I'm not a, obviously I'm not a little Debbie guy. Zebra cake. Rising skid. Honey bun. Go to 30 wonderful ice creams or something like that. Honey buns. Honey buns remind me of <laughs> Eddie. Do you remember the name Eddie Marlin, my grandfather uh, on uh, uh, stepmom's side of the family? Eddie Marlin's a, he was a promoter and a wrestler and okay. he figurehead on Memphis TV. Let's get Eddie Marlin out here. Eddie yeah. Marlin. Oh, buddy. He was a honey, honey bun eating son of a gun. Loved them. So you just, you, you basically only like oatmeal cream pie. Yeah, that would be the only one. And, and then, I, so let's go snack cake, oatmeal cream pie, zingers, moon pie. Yeah. Huh? Moon, moon pie. pie. And what, what's the fourth? Snack little, cake. Like a little sweet type deal. You, do you remember at those little truck stops, you'd get those small little pecan pies, like a, just oh, a. Yeah. See, I knew that's a sweet. Oh, man. Yeah. When I got into business, Tommy Rich, among others, like, kid, you got to put on weight. And I'm thinking, okay, this is really where my appetite. Well, no, as a kid, I always ate an enormous amount too, but that's, I can't blame it on. But anyway, you got to, you got to put on weight. You got to put on weight. You got to put on weight. And I used to, this is in the late eighties or mid eighties. There were, you know, the, the diet and I, I, I right. what the best advice from folks, Tommy Rich and, uh, others <laughs> i'm rich not a nutritionist we'll just say that <laughs> let's just say that but anyway um i can remember like hey these pecan pies and i would get uh on the way home from the shows i would get to the i mean i love pecan pies that was your jam yes all right i like it number three three albums on the deserted island now uh you're not saying these are the best albums so nobody's gonna hate on you these are just three albums you can listen to for the rest of your life if that was the only three you had Might be lives, might be greatest hits, might be just something standard. What are you thinking? Is Oak Ridge Boys going to be on there? Nope. 
know, I've, I, and even though he's a really good buddy, I've always liked Toby's, Toby Keith's, his range from How Do You Like Me Now to Red Solo Cup and okay. just his compilation. Uh, it'd be a Toby Keith. I, and this is where to get it to three. No, okay. Again, full disclosure, earlier when I read this, I'm like, that's going to be hard to come out with three. Because, um, gosh, I'm a, I, this I, I, Rod Stewart's his entire range of work. I know that may okay. catch you by surprise. Um, Elton, Elton John, his entire, I mean, it's got to be an Elton John. I'm a big Jimmy Buffett guy as well. I mean, he's I got can see that with the boat and the water. I can see. Yeah. That. So that's what I'm saying to get three uh, queen. Um, that I can remember that's that album I had, or uh, we will rock you. What was it called? Uh, that, that true album I bought, I bought April one queen. There's a cheap trick. There's, there's a list of back in the eighties albums that I actually bought pink Floyd, the wall, uh, blah, blah, blah. So to get it to three, that's tough Castillo. Let's go three greatest hits. Okay. Are you going Elton and Rod Stewart? I'm, I'm, okay. If I got to go three, it's Elton, Toby, and Jimmy Buffett. Okay. That's a good eclectic mix. You can get yeah. all kinds of stuff there. Yes. All right. Two, uh, two, for, give me two concerts. First concert you ever went to and the last one you've attended. Oh, first one, Cheap Trick. Nice. Where was it? Uh, Municipal Auditorium, downtown Nashville. Strong. You, you remember second. who was with him? Huh? You remember who was with him? Um, who sang Lover Boy? Lover Boy. You mean Lover no. Boy? The band? Oh, everybody's working for the weekend. I don't. I'm trying to think if it was them. There was a little run of concerts. During that time, I, I saw Bruce Springsteen. I, oh, unbelievable. Um, Ooh. way back. So, so cheap trick was the cheap first tricks. One. Number one. What's the last concert you've attended? Just as a fan, I'm going to hang out and watch a show. Boy, I'm glad that because there was a run 10 years ago and Karen with, uh, the, no, no, she, it was, uh, I, I, I literally, and I've seen a lot in crowds in my day and yeah. seen a unique set of circumstances been to award show and been to concerts and festivals and been on Broadway, Nashville and, and, and seen John rich and, uh, been on stage with TG shepherd at three in the morning and just all <laughs> kind of crazy. But I, I took the girls to a Justin Bieber concert and you, see yeah, you did women act the way they do. It's a head shaker. How, uh, how loud were the, the streaks? Oh, um, a guy, Bieber is a talent. But the last one that I went to has to be a Toby concert. Really? Toby, yeah. I didn't know how close the boys you and Toby were. Yeah, he was on the very first TNA show, and but I right. know for that I met him again six degrees. I met him through Mark Miller, Sawyer Brown. We played in a charity basketball game. Uh, first time that me and Toby ever met. That's guy. That's got to be. 93, 94, 92. Sawyer, we need a whole – I can't wait till you and Conrad do a whole Sawyer Brown episode. <laughs> he knows does, everybody. Does Brown, I mean, is, is he a Sawyer Brown uh, – No, but, I mean, he's in all your stories. He's introduced you to everybody. He, well, big connector, yes. All right, last one, number one. I usually ask my guests if they were a wrestler, who would they be? But since you are a wrestler, if you could be reincarnated, if you had to pick a wrestler now that's on a current roster somewhere – who would it be? Obviously, it's not Mansworth. I'll so tell you what. I'm going to answer it this way because it's my episode. But, and I know I'm not going in current. I'm going back. But Jackie Fargo. Jackie, Jackie Fargo. The fabulous Fargo. That's where. But his sort of life story of, yeah, I'm talking about in the ring. You know, he's from China Grove, North Carolina. But, I mean, he main evented Madison Square Garden. He came here to Tennessee and, I mean, a household name in Memphis. And he had the unique ability on his promos that you hung on every word, but a great storyteller and funny as hell and, and engaging. And, um, you know, he's gone on TV. Now, this is in the 50s and 60s. 
and had a cigar in his mouth and taken a hundred dollar bill, a real one. He didn't get no prop one and lit the hundred dollar bill to light his cigar. Just in so the fifties. I, I kid sixties. He done that sixties. So 60s, think about yeah. it's a thousand dollar bit. Yeah. But, but I mean, uh, Jackie had a real, just a real unique ability to connect with the fans. So, um, I guess the question is, who would I live through one day or reincarnate? Yeah, Fargo would have been. Spend it. That, uh, Jackie Fargo. I did not see that coming. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go look more about him. Oh, you ought to. You you really should. Fascinating life. Fascinating. Ups well, buddy, you su- you survived, my man, and uh, I'm looking forward to the podcast. Uh, I know you are. You got to be excited. To thing, one time. I'm telling What's, Connor. I said, What's that? I'm kidding. What'd you say? I went out for a second. I talked all over you. Oh, no. I said, you didn't promote my world one time during this podcast. This it's is it. This is... It's all about Casio. Okay. I'm kidding. No, Why don't you put fun. your damn cup in our face? You got, you're over, son. This is your day. I'm excited. <laughs> I really am. I appreciate you having me on. We've had a lot of fun. The podcast is out wherever you're watching or consuming this podcast. It's out there. Uh, go to ad free shows. If you want to know more about it, if you want to get it the commercial free and get it early and all the good stuff, ad free shows is where it's at. You've heard me talk about that plenty of times, of course, buddy, double J it's been a blast, man. Cassio. And we've said this and we'll get into this, uh, in, in days, weeks, and months to come. I cannot wait for me and you to do a live event together. I'm serious. <laughs> I'll be fodder. Look, I'm, tell- I'm great fodder for you. You just chop me up, and then I close the show by hitting you with a guitar shot, and we'll you, just burn our thing. All right. Maybe you'll sell enough cups. If you can pay for my plane ticket, I'll come up to Baltimore. <laughs> That's a deal. That's a deal. Everybody go buy a cup so I can go to Baltimore for Jimmy's <laughs> Famous Seafood. Uh, Double J, thank you, brother. Go listen to the My World Podcast. It's out everywhere. Follow him on Twitter. At Real Jeff Jarrett. You can follow the podcast at My World Podcast. Uh, and like I say every time, audio. Thank you, my friend. Bye.